Chris Miles was able to retire twice by the time he was 39 years old. But he's not content to just enjoy his own financial freedom and peace of mind. Chris wants you to have your own ripple effect so you can live free today. He's not the financial advisor you expected. He's the anti-financial advisor you deserve. He's jumping behind the mic right now, ready to make waves. Here's Chris Miles. Hello, my fellow Ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti-financial advisor. Welcome to our show. It's for you. Those of you that work so hard for your money, you want your money to start working harder for you right now. You want that freedom today, not 30 or 40 years from now, but right now, so you can live that life that you love with those that you love. But most importantly, guys, it's not just about getting rich, but living a rich life, because as you're blessed financially, you have a greater capacity to bless the lives of others. And that, guys, is why I'm here today. Thank you for allowing me to create a ripple effect for you for teaching. You guys have been binging on this stuff, binging faster than I can produce this stuff. So keep going. And thank you for sharing it with other people as well, because that's the ripple effect we're here to create to get at least 1,000 of you financially independent by 2030. To help you do that, visit our website, moneyripples.com. We've got that passive income calculator you can take to find out how much passive income you could create in your situation in the next 12 months. So go check that out at moneyripples.com. Hey, how amazing would it be if you could create monthly cash flow, passive income from making at least double digit returns on your money? And get this, it's only $1,000 or more that you need to invest. Guys, that's exactly what Secured Investment Corp does. They actually do short-term lending to real estate investors that's backed by real estate that you can actually return double digit returns on. That means 10% or better. It's also IRA friendly. And you can even reinvest those monthly distributions to create compound interest on your money too. If you want to learn more about that, go check out securedinvestmentcorp.com. That's secured, S-E-C-U-R-E-D, investmentcorp.com. All right, guys. So I brought on a special friend today, someone that uh, really I've known for years. And so Wendy Sweet here is partner in Carolina Capital. And we're going to be talking about what notes are and really like how you can invest in notes and essentially kind of become like the bank. And really, but get all the benefits that the bank gets off of you. So it's kind of a way to say, without trying to be rude here, you know, like basically take it, stick it back to the bank again. I'll, <laughs> I'll just leave it at that, right? Anyways, so definitely grateful to have her on because she's not just a great investor, but just an amazing woman, as you'll see here today. So Wendy, welcome to our show. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate being here. So give us a little bit more of your backstory. I know you've been doing investing in, in real estate for over the last 20 years. Tell us a little bit about your journey. So gosh, you know what? My journey has been a harried one, as you should say. I started out in this business as a mortgage lender, actually as a conventional mortgage lender. I wanted to learn about how to loan money to investors only on the conventional side, because it was really hard to get done. And all the other mortgage brokers were too lazy to figure out how to do it. So I learned how to do it because I knew it'd be like shooting fish in a barrel, you know, because not a whole lot of people did them. So I started lending money that way, doing the conventional loans. And while I was doing that, I realized that, hey, this guy would qualify for a loan really easy, but he's not very good at finding houses. And this other guy's really good at finding houses, but he won't qualify for the loan. So yeah. these people that would qualify for loans had self-directed IRA money or had cash mm-hmm. in the bank. So I thought, hmm, I'll take their money and lend it out to this guy who needs it. So now we're paying interest to this guy whose money's just sitting in the bank doing nothing. And this other guy 
is able to buy and rehab the house and turn around and and flip it or refinance it to a long-term hold. So I learned later that it was called hard money. I kind of fell into it. Oh, that's what it it has a name. (laughs) So really, that's how I got into lending and creating notes and really just learning everything about this business. I always say that the best seat at the table is being the lender because you have the least amount of time put into it and you make the most money for the hours that you're putting in. Plus, we're about passive income, right? That's exactly right. The best part of it, though, is mm-hmm. it's kind of like sitting at a 30,000 foot view. You get to see what everybody does. You see how the contractor works, how they find in the houses, what they're doing to fix them up, how they're setting them up to sell, the issues that they're running in with title and the attorneys and all the things that go on. I get to see the whole playing field from 30,000 feet. So, how better? to learn about real estate investing than to see what everybody's job is and to watch everybody's mistakes. I'm like the premier mistake maker. (laughs) And so I know other people make them too. The best mistakes to watch are other people's so you can learn for free (laughs) instead of taking the hit on the chin. Unfortunately, it's not always that way, but I just love everything about this business. I'm really passionate about it. Even if I'm in a foreign country, I'll look at real estate as if I'm going to buy something there. I always wonder, I wonder how much that would go for, or or have they rehabbed that yet? Or what's the real estate like in this area? I'm always Mm -hmm. looking at it because to me, it's just so much fun. That's important too, especially when you really want, I've noticed that anybody who actually has that kind of passion, like that's when you know they're in the right business. You know, when they really love it, they're like, I just can't stop. Like, it's just so much fun, you know, versus those people are like, listen, I don't even want to hear about all those headaches and stuff. In fact, just take my money and please, I hope it comes back. That's exactly what most right. People say. That's exactly right. It To me, it's kind of like a puzzle. Mm-hmm. And I love the challenge of a puzzle and figuring out how to make it work. That's the yeah. fun part to me. You know, the architect of the deal or just being able to think of new ways of getting something done to get around whatever loophole or brick wall or whatever it is that's coming up in front of you to stop it. I love figuring out a way around it. It's just so much fun, just so much fun. And to help other people build wealth. I mean, Mm -hmm. sure, I'd like to have it for myself, but I'm not Mm going to get there if I don't help other people get there first. That's the key. And you mentioned that in the opening. It is really all about just making this a better world, making other people's lives better. You can't outgive God is the way I look at it. That's right. It's, it's all about what can you do to help somebody else to get to where they want to be. Jim Rohn says that. Good stuff. Definitely good stuff. Yeah. Well, for our listeners that maybe are new to this, you know, because we talk about a lot of different types of investing, and most people hear from like someone who goes and buys apartments or maybe they buy self storage or something like that, right? When it comes to notes, like what is that exactly? So a note is something. That's really so simple. Anybody who's ever had a mortgage has signed Mm -hmm. a note. If you've ever bought a car, you've signed a note. It's a promise to pay. It's really, really simple. And what's so interesting about a note is that the terms inside the note can change. They can change to meet the needs of the person lending, the needs of the person borrowing, They can actually take care of both people. And that's what it's supposed to do is meet the needs of both sides. But 
And a note can be, that's another thing I love about creating notes is find out who the borrower is or find out who the lender is and figure out what needs, you know, where's their pain point? What needs to be met in that pain point? And you put that in the note. Does it need to be a three-year note? Does it need to be a 30-year note? What do your payments need to be? Well, if your payments need to be this, let's figure out what the interest would be over five years or 10 years or whatever that term needs to be. And that's a note is the terms of paying someone back what you agree upon to do that. Yeah. It's like basically saying, we don't need the bank. We're going to do a private deal with ourselves, right? Essentially you become the bank when you're the one that's the lender versus the one who you're borrowing the money. Then you're the, obviously the person that's. That's right. And I think the thing that that scare people the most when they talk about, you know, buying or selling notes or creating notes, they think, well, how legal can this be? Well, it's extremely legal. If you're smart, you get an attorney to draw up the terms that you want. That's what you want to do, an attorney or a title company to draw up those terms. And notes are not necessarily recorded, but the collateral can be the deed or the mortgage that's there. So, or if it's a car, then the collateral for the car, whatever the notes on, that's what's recorded, the lien against it but the note is not necessarily recorded. Right. So essentially you become the bank in this case, right? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Now, I know a lot of people, especially if they come from that perspective, they've been taught traditional financial advice, which is crap, right? You know, (laughs) they've been taught that this might sound risky to them because it's different, right? I've told people that the definition of risk is chance of loss, uh, which is true, which is funny that they go and put their money in the stock market, which is really gambling because the chance (laughs) of loss, especially of success, I should say, is really very little. And what's uh, your really collateral on that? Yeah, there's no collateral. Double numbers. zeros, nothing. Yeah. Exactly. And that's one thing too, that you just kind of brought to mind is that, I, and I know I'll let you respond to this too. I guess I'm answering you the question partly. Go ahead. But, <laughs> go ahead. But like when people say like, well, this sounds risky. Well, it could be, mm-hmm. but like you just said, there's collateral there, right? And you got to ask yourself, what do banks invest in? That's right. One, banks will never give you money put in the stock market. That's illegal for one. <clears> and then two, they'll never do it because they think that's stupid. Why would they put their money there or put it at risk? They'll never lend you money put in the stock market, but they will for a business. They will definitely for real estate because there's some sort of collateral there, right? That's right. And I love that you said the word risk because there's risk in every single thing that you do. That's right. Everything. There is always a chance you're going to lose money. If somebody comes up to you and says, hey, I'm going to pay you interest on this and it's guaranteed. Run Mm -hmm. from that word, guaranteed, because nothing's Uh really guaranteed. It's safe. Run from that word. Nothing's really safe. It's all a mitigated risk. What can you sleep at night? What is it that can help you sleep at night when you know you've either borrowed money based on this or loaned money based on this? What's that mitigated risk? What's your tolerance? What can you live with? And it's different for everybody. Like me, I can take the risk. I do as much homework as I can before I make a loan, before I lend money on anything. But I know that homework that I've been thorough about it. I know what I'm doing when I'm underwriting any type of a deal. And I understand my risk going in. My husband, on the other hand, wants no risk at all, ever. He wants everything paid for. And when I start talking about business, he does this, la, 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 la. He doesn't want to hear a word about it. (laughs) because he just doesn't like risk. So everybody falls in that space somewhere as Mm -hmm. to what that risk is that you're willing to take. 
And that's where the asset of the note and the sponsor of the note is important. Now, when I say asset, is it a house? Is it a car? If it's a house, where is it? Three bedroom, five bedroom, one bedroom, you know, all the things that go along with underwriting that asset. And then the other part of a note is who's the borrower? Who is going to pay you back and what kind of ability do they have to pay you back? Do they have a regular income? Are they going to pay you back based on the income that's coming off the property? What is their borrowing strength, their credit score? How much money do they have in the bank? How solid is their job? What kind of experience do they have in doing what you're lending on? Yeah. So all of those things come into the risk that you're taking as a lender in creating a note. You sound just like a banker. (laughs) (laughs) Are you saying that the questions they ask us that are so annoying are actually useful as an investment? That is so true. And I have to laugh. So many times people will call and, you know, I'd like to borrow money. I want to buy this house and fix it up. And I say, Mm -hmm. okay, great. Well, I want to see a copy of your tax returns. I'm going to pull your credit score. We're going to do a background check. I'd like to see your bank statements. Well, why do you need all that? I might as well go to a bank. Well, okay. Will a bank qualify you? You're Mm -hmm. Mr. Self-employed who doesn't have regular income. Are you buying a house that's completely like not livable and you need the money not only to buy the house, but also fix it up. A bank's not going to lend it to you on there. So separate individual notes or companies like mine, hard money, private money, you have to step up and show your ability to pay. We're going to think outside the box. A private lender is going to think outside the box where a bank's not going to. Bank has this box that you better fit in. And if you don't fit in it, you know, hit the road, Jack. I can't get a bank loan. I have a fund that I manage that I've been managing since 2014. I have self-storage facilities. I have several short-term rental properties. I have good income, but I won't qualify for a bank loan mm-hmm. because I'm self-employed. And the way right. my taxes are, I'm going to certainly take advantage of every tax opportunity that I can take. So my tax returns aren't going to make a bank real happy. <laughs> You right. You make yourself look as poor as possible, pay as little tax exact, as possible. That's right? exactly right. And my credit's great, but they don't lend on credit. They lend based that's on everything in this box. So mm-hmm. when you're able to, to go to a private lender or a hard money lender or create a note and lend your own money, you're setting the standards for what you can do. Yeah, I love it. Now, I can already hear people saying, okay, this sounds really complicated. How would I even do this? Right. Like, how would I even find the deals or know it's even going to be a good deal? And almost like someone would say, is there a way to get spoon fed these deals instead that have already been vetted? Yeah. Well, it depends on what side of the deal do you want to be on? Are you looking to be a borrower? Are you looking to be a lender? If you're looking to be a borrower, then I always tell people, join your local real estate investor association. Don't buy all the products that they're trying to sell you. Just (laughs) go and learn as much as you can. Right. And get involved in the smaller subgroups that meet for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That you're going to meet people, break bread across the table, and and you get to know what they do. They get to know what you do. And that's the way you can find private money as well if you're looking to be a borrower. Now, if you're looking to be a lender, you can do that same thing. But then you're having to understand how the deal works and what it is you need to underwrite. Or you could buy pre-made notes that have already been been created from people like me. There's other people that do that as well. But 
you know, when we close a loan, we lend the money out of our fund and then we have these notes sitting in our fund. We actually yeah. sell those notes to anybody who wants to buy them. It's like a $50,000 minimum. So uh-huh. when you buy a note, it is sold to you with what's called an allonge and an assignment. So it's a note with an allonge and an assignment. And the allonge and the assignment are the two pieces of paper. One's recorded, one is not. The one that's recorded goes along with that lien. Remember, I said liens are recorded. So mm-hmm. that's something that's recorded. The other document is one that describes the note. And this is the portion that you're buying because people say, well, I don't have $300,000 to lend. Well, of mm-hmm. course you don't. But if you have 50 that you want to lend, I can sell you $50,000 of that note. Mm-hmm. We're still collecting the payments for you and sending them to you. We're still doing all the servicing on it. We're retaining the bigger portion of the note. The done um, for you option, really. That's exactly right. That's exactly yeah. right. You get paid monthly when it's time to get paid off. You get your money paid off with the interest that's owed to you. And then you can do it again. Rinse and repeat, as they say. So not only do we do that, but there's other companies out there that do that as well. Right. And definitely, you guys have had a really long track record of doing that very thing. Yes. At, at we uh, Carolina Capital Management, we've been doing that since 2014 when we first started the fund. We immediately sell the notes. And people say, well, why would you do that? Well, yeah. that's how we get money back into our fund to be able to relend it again. So the yeah. money's constantly turning over. So just like you would be buying that one little note, that's exactly who we are. We're just buying a lot of notes and we create them too, but we're just doing it on a much bigger scale. And we're doing all the, the heavy lifting. And the underwriting is truly the hardest part. Yeah. Because remember, like I said, you're doing two sides. You're doing the borrower and you're also doing the asset and you need to know your market. So as a lender, if you're lending money and people can definitely do this on their own, if they want to take their self-directed IRA money, you know, you can absolutely lend out your own money. Just make sure you understand the market you're lending in. Is it going up? Is it coming down? Is it a growing market? Are people moving away from where you're wanting to invest in? And then you also need to understand who you're lending to. Even the size that we are now, we lend to people that we know, like, and trust. It's still just as important. I don't care how big you are. You need to know who your borrower is. You need to be able to trust them. That's right. I agree. I mean, I I think in a lot of ways, although it's important to know what you're investing in, it's almost more important to know who you're investing with. Yes, Yes. And I I mean, a great example is that you and I are in a lot of masterminds together, right? So it's, we only lend in the Southeast. That's our backyard, you know, North and South Carolina and pretty much anybody that touches our state plus Florida, we lend in the areas that we know what's going on there. Mm -hmm. Now we have people in our mastermind groups that might be in Wisconsin or Indiana or Texas, and we know them. We break bread together. We've seen them operate their business for years. We'll lend to those people. The deal works. We'll lend to those people as well. But that's the only time we'll ever go outside of our box or outside of our regular place of where we like to do business is when we're lending to somebody that we really, really know. Now, we do the asset due diligence as well. Be very thorough on that. But as long as we know who that borrower is, that makes a huge difference. Yeah. Now, before I ask you a few other questions, just really quick, if someone wants to know more about what you guys do in your company, whether it's through the fund or even through 
like getting on these individual notes where you guys kind of spoon feed them to us. Do they reach out to you or would they reach out to somebody else on your team? Well, actually, they can email me, Wendy at CarolinaHardMoney.com. Yeah. Or they can go to our website, CarolinaHardMoney.com. Perfect. Yeah, we'll put that in the show notes too so people have to write it while they're driving, you know, that kind of thing. What was that? So So another few questions I have is like, well, one, like, you know, many people will ask about like, uh, well, with the lending, what if it's too much? What if things go down? But that whole, you know, loan to value is a big thing you look at as well, right? You don't loan up to 100% of a deal of the value of a home, for example. That's right. That's right. Uh, So what's the typical barrier or boundaries you have there? So we talked earlier about the risk tolerance. Mm -hmm. Well, our risk tolerance is 70% of what that after repaired value would be. Now, after repaired value means what's it going to sell for once you have it fixed up? Mm -hmm. In today's market, Like if we were pulling comps on a property, what we think a property would sell for fixed up, we're not going to pull a comp from six months ago. Yeah. We're going to pull a comp that's going to be about 30 days old or less. That's what we're looking for. And you know why that is, because the market's tending to drop. So or stagnate, certainly. And it it depends on what area you're in. But we're definitely going to use numbers that are as close to where we are in real life as possible. And that's another real important reason to understand and know your market. It's another reason to understand and know who your borrower is, because I can tell you the last three years, anybody who could fog a mirror could make money in real estate. (laughs) Right? So true. So you've got these young guns running around. Oh, yeah, we're rocking and rolling. We're buying all these new houses. We're fixing them up and selling them. Yeah. How long you been doing that? Well, if it's been in the past three years or less, yeah. <laughs> if it's been in the past three years or less, then they don't really have experience. They haven't mm-hmm. been through 2008. I have to laugh at everybody freaking out about the interest rates the way they are now in mm-hmm. the sevens and eights. I mean, I remember when they were 18 percent. Yeah. Yes, 18%. And people were still investing and still making money. It's all relative. Yeah. I was actually going to ask you that question. That was my, one of my other questions. In fact, was have interest rates going up? Does that actually help the lenders? Like, is it allowing you to be able to make more money on the lending side? We could increase our rates right now. If we're lending, we charge three and a half points and 10.99% on our interest rates, 12 month term or six month term, very short. Yeah. And we like it short term because as short term lenders, when the market changes around us, we can quick turn too because our loans yeah. are so short. So we can make the changes that we need to make. And we really like that flexibility to be able to do that. That's another way to lessen your risk. Yeah, That's exactly right. We could raise our rates right now, but we're already able to produce the returns for our investors that we want them to have. Mm -hmm. And the last thing we want to do is kick a man when he's down, try and raise the rates at this point, because we're at a time right now where Nobody really knows where we're going or what's happening in the real estate market. It's kind of a wait and see for a lot of people. And our returns are really good. We certainly don't want to throw money down the tubes that, you know, that's not what we're doing. But we're also trying to be cautious with every move that we make. I'd certainly hate to raise my rates next week and then have the feds drop the rates and then watch things start to affect mortgage rates, too. And have those all drop around us. You never, you don't know what's what's going to happen. We've never been 
in this particular economy before. Yeah. You know, we've never been here for the reasons why we're here. Does that make sense? Totally makes sense. It's a so new situation. It really, really is. Now, every time we hit a recession, it's always for different reasons. But this one's kind of out of the box and nobody really knows what I'm telling you. My crystal ball broke back in 2008. Like it crushed. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's never going to work again. So I just want to be cautious in everything that I do. And everyone else should be too. When we look at any given deal or any given borrower, we always ask ourselves, what's the worst thing that could happen here? Mm-hmm. And if you can live with that, then do it. Yeah. If you can't live with that, then don't do it. <laughs> it's pretty simple. Exactly. It's pretty simple. Like, you know, you were talking about how we sell notes to people out of our, mm-hmm. our fund. We talked a little bit about that. Yeah. One of the things that I won't do is have somebody tell me, I've got 50000 in my self-directed IRA, and that's all I have. That's the only savings I have, and I want to buy a note. I will mm-hmm. do my best to talk them out of it because I don't want anybody to put their last bit of savings into one basket. Right. Into one thing. They really need to be cautious on what you do. Because mm-hmm. even though you have a great track record, you just never know, right? That is exactly right. Like I said, you can lose money in everything that you do. No matter what you do to mitigate it, there's always the chance. So again, can you live with this decision that you're making if the worst thing happens Mm -hmm. or not? Now, when you're measuring lending money against a note, you know, an asset a note on a note and an asset or putting money in the stock market, yeah. The house isn't going to disappear and go away. The house is yeah. sitting on land that's worth something too. That's mm-hmm. never going to go to zero. The stock can easily go to zero and blow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's right. that alone, like I, I don't even question what my money's going to. Any investing mm-hmm. that I'm going to do is going to have something to do with real estate. It's not going to have anything to do with the stock market. I'm just anti-stock market. It's scary to me. It's very frightening to me. And I know a lot of people are really comfortable with it, but it's like I have no net. I feel like I have no Mm -hmm. net too. That's great. That's good to hear. One last question, kind of changing a little bit topics here a little bit, but for you personally, obviously, I mean, like you said, you've got self-storage units, you got short-term rentals, you're doing your own investing, just like we talked about here today. Like you don't, you don't have to keep doing this. You could totally get, shut this business down, not to deal with all the headaches of this. Why do you keep doing it? Well, remember, I love it. I have such a passion for real estate and all that it entails. I love it, love it, love it. But I tell you what I like the most about it is I love teaching other people about it. I love guiding other people down a path that I've been and helping them to avoid the mistakes that I made. I've made a ton of mistakes, and I know that I probably have a ton in front of me that I'll make again. Hopefully they'll be different. <laughs> so I'm Hopefully learning. Learn. That's right. But I didn't get to where I am by just stumbling. I had people all around me helping me, encouraging me, lifting me up, giving me direction, showing me the ropes. And I want to give that back. I want other people to have that as well. And so I, I do this thing called Wednesdays with Wendy. So mm-hmm. 
every Wednesday, I used to get everybody, and I'm sure you get this too. Hey, can I take you out for a cup of coffee or let's do lunch? I want to pick your brain mm-hmm. on this. And I, I want, you know, I want to help people. So it's hard for me to say, gosh, I don't have time. I can't do that. So what I did is I, I set aside what's the hardest thing for me to set aside, and that's time. I give money, but setting yeah. aside my time is the hard thing to do. So I look at it as tithing my time on Wednesday. So from 930 in the morning to 1230 in the afternoon, every Wednesday, I have my calendar set up and people can book a 30 minute free mentoring and it's on Zoom and we talk about real estate, whatever it might be. Because remember, mm-hmm. I'm sitting in a lender position, so I get to see all the different positions that people play, all the roles yeah. that they have. And I get to see the mistakes. I get to see the good things they, they've done. And I have a pretty good view of what I'm able to see. If I can't help them, I'm also involved in a bunch of masterminds with people that have the same values that want to help other people. And I can hook them up with other people that are willing to share and direct and guide them in what they're doing. I love doing that Wednesdays with Wendy. It's just what's really funny is I really thought that I was doing it to help other people. But Mm -hmm. what I get out of it is so far beyond what I give. I learn something from every person I talk to, no matter what their experience is, no matter what the topic is, I learn something from every single person I talk to. It just fills me up. It's awesome. I love it. Well, you're definitely a giver, Wendy. There's no doubt. Thanks. <laughs> I've been given, so I must give back. <laughs> That's right. Because you've been given much, right? You got to give as well. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's well, exactly I really appreciate right. you've given us a lot today. Really has. And it's been very educational. Really appreciate your time and your generosity today. Well, thank you so much for having me. And if If anybody wants to sign up for that Wednesday with Wendy, just email me, wendy at carolinahardmoney.com, and I'll send out a link and they can schedule a time to meet with me. I'd love to do it. Wow, that's huge. Thank you so much, Wendy. That's great. Everybody, there you go. We'll put it in the show notes just so you can reach out to Wendy. But hopefully this has given you something to really munch on a little bit more, right? To see that there is this whole other world out there especially in the investing world. And there's a lot of ways you can take control of your own money and do it in a way that allows you to be in the driver's seat versus you always feel like you've been driven around by markets. So Mm -hmm. guys, it's one thing to learn about this education. Another thing to figure out how to apply it, go and apply it in your life, make it work for you so you can be prosperous today. Make it a wonderful and prosperous week. And we'll see you later. Visit us online at moneyripples.com for more resources to help you fix money leaks and get your money working harder for you now. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.